Are we there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just click go live. See if that works. Okay, guys, we are back on now. I don't know how many of you are there. Anyone on, on online? Talk to us. I'm going to just move to comments now and see if anyone is, is watching this. There's five people here. So we'd built up quite a quite a few people. We'd asked them to all to refresh browsers. It's moving up quickly, um, but not quickly enough. Hi, Stan from Singapore. <laughs> Very good. Okay, guys, it's moving up pretty quickly. Okay, um, guys, we've been having some real problems here. Um, okay, 250 people. This is jumping up very quickly now. So people are refreshing their browsers. Um, guys, we're going to just try and see if you are here, Elena and Alejandro. Yeah. Um, please tell me now i'm speaking to the audience just tell us can you hear me okay um on a scale of one to ten are you hearing me and seeing me okay i'm watching all of your comments right now and i can see you're all around the world thailand switzerland vancouver sarasota dublin uk yes 10 yes 10 yes 10 okay great so you're hearing me fine you're seeing me fine um okay i'm gonna shut up and let elena and alejandro speak they're in florida um guys Start speaking for 30 seconds and see if the audience can hear and see you okay. Guys, let us know if you can hear and see Alejandro and Elena. Um, go for it, guys. Hi, everyone. Yes. Hi, everyone. Hi. Let us know if you can hear us well. Yes, if you can see us and hear us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're going to have to keep talking. Yeah, so let us know. Keep posting if you can see and hear us. We're so excited to do the show with all of you today. And for some reason, we're having apparently technical interferences. Yes. Okay, okay. Well, this is good. So um, people are saying that they can hear you guys okay, and they're saying they're getting a 10. So how weird is that? So we're, we're, we're not able to hear you guys speak. You're frozen. I mean, but we're going to try the show anyway. And um, we're going to rely on you, the audience. Uh, Sovereign and I are going to be watching all the comments, every single comment. And if this becomes painful in the next 10 minutes, we're going to pull the show and reschedule it. But if you guys are hearing it, even though we can't hear Elena and Alejandro, we're going to try and wing it blind and produce the show from our end. Does that work for everyone? Yes, everyone's agreeing. Good. Okay. So, welcome wherever you are. Sorry, guys. It's 25 minutes past the hour. And um, yeah, uh, Sovereign reckons the Archons are definitely stirring in the ethers right now. But we're back for our show on aliens and star seeds. There's about 500 of you with us now. Um, and we're going to start with the, the Anunnaki. Um, and you'll have to forgive me. I did not have preparation notes on all the different um, aliens and seeds, but I think most of us know the backstory of the Anunnaki is really connected to the uh, Sumerian uh, cuneiform. Um, Zechariah Sitchin, very famously the great Sumerian scholar, uh, was the guy who essentially um, told the story uh, to the world in the modern context. And a great many people know a lot about the Anunnaki. David Icke, of course, has also done a hell of a lot of work 
uh, in, in this context of, of talking about the backstory of uh, humanity seeding being connected to en, en, Enlil and Enki. So possibly that's true, possibly it's not, possibly it's partly true. What is interesting is that, again, uh, the incredible scale of consciousness, scalar technology and divinations that Elena and Alejandro are able to do using uh, this particular science application that we're exploring tonight is phenomenal. And they're able to triangulate um, all of these different star seeds and aliens variously. They can even aim the scalar at the Pleiadian constellation, the Orion star systems and what have you. So we're going to be moving this conversation in the days ahead anyway and, and going even further afield. But let's, let's just jump in and start uh, on the Anunnaki, which is our first um, bunch. Here we go. Tell me if you can see that. So that's the reading there. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to between the chart of the Anunnaki. So Elena and Alejandra, please start. Uh, start your readings, and I'm going to bounce between the chart and uh, you guys visually. So crack on. Anunnaki. Yes. So in this particular reading today, we wanted to reveal something very different that we normally read in all of our revelations because we felt that, that we're dealing with a whole other type of energies, right? And, and we wanted to create um, a reading to, to which it will give us an insight of how exactly these beings are communicating, what their agenda is, and based, of course, on our reading, as you will see and discover, there's so much insight mm -hmm. that we, we were excited to discover. So Anunnaki's overall vibrational frequency is 310, which is a level of willingness. Their energy purity is a 28%. Again, we do percentages and scalar waves, 28% out of 100, okay? They are existing in between fourth and fifth dimension, but fifth dimension only 2%. So they're mainly in the fourth dimension. They view relationships through the lens of 30. 30 is grief. Guilt. Oh, guilt, guilt. Now, integrity, they're 100% in integrity. That means they're 100% percent um in alignment and uh they're sticking kind of to their own agenda right their own vision and mission of whatever they're here to do uh now we also looked at their intuition how intuitive anunnakis are and their intuition is at love frequency 500 so they use their intuition for whatever their agenda is their personal growth commitment to their personal growth is at 55 which is a frequency of Apathy, and quite often, as we've revealed all of this information to all of you, 55 is also the frequency of manipulation. In their case, it is manipulation because of their energy purity at 28%. Now, their creativity, how creative they are, is at 410, which is the frequency of reason or mind, right? So they create with their mind. We also looked at two other things, which is how aligned they are with their divine purpose, 73%, and how aligned they are with their personal purpose, 100%. Personal purpose has to do with their own agenda of why they're here and the work that they're doing. Now, two interesting components which we'll be diving into with all of the revelations today is the compassion and empathy. And there's absolutely a difference between those two. But in this case, the compassion 
percentage for Anunnaki is 28%, and their empathy is also 28%. Mm -hmm. Anything you want to add about that? No. Yeah. Well, good. Was, was that it, guys? Did you do all the reading there? Yes. yes. <laughs> we, we couldn't hear you, so we're guessing, and I'm watching... And I'm watching audiences' comments. So this is a very zany way of producing a show. But hey, I think I think folks uh, folks heard what you said. Um, and just looking at the chart that I've got here, Elena and Alejandro, um, so we can have a little guesswork dialogue here. Um, 310 is above the human frequency to, today. So we know that the Anunnaki are anchoring a frequency set that's median higher than humanity um but their relationships are pretty um unhealthy would you say mm -hmm. yes manipulation 55 oh wow we can and Nike is 30 relationships oh 30 yes. right 30 which is right. guilt yes. okay so guilt and mm -hmm. personal growth 55 which is about as good as anthony fauci right I, I don't remember the exact numbers. Something <laughs> great, I can tell you. Um, creativity 410, which is that, that's in the very acceptable range. That's mind. They create with their mind. Right. So intelligent beings for sure, right? Gotcha. Yeah. Intuition 500, which is certainly very healthy. This is in the love set, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Highly intuitive. They trust their intuition. Personal purpose 100, integrity 100, amazing. Compassion 28. What does that tell us? They're not compassionate at all. Not much. I mean, 28%. Well, hardly anything. Right. right? Be 100 being the uh, maximum, of course. And empathy, 28 as well. So compassion and empathy and energy purity, all at 28. That triangulation tells us something. Mm -hmm. Which is that you don't want to mess with the Anunnaki. No. That's right. They stay away from it. <laughs> <laughs> the interesting bit, you say they are in fourth and fifth dimension, and then you say 2%. What does the 2% denote? Yeah, we so in this particular reading, we wanted to reveal to people um, because all these beings reside in different and can connect to human beings from different dimensions. And since there's a lot of talk going around about what dimension everyone is in, we decided to explore and share this information with all of you. So they predominantly reside in the fourth dimension, but only 2% in the fifth dimension. So that means that for all the human beings who are wanting to shift into 5d uh there this will be hard to reach for them this will okay. be a hard place to reach mm -hmm. great let's move on because we got a lot to get through today mm -hmm. so we're going to move on to the syrians and i you guys uh, you have to forgive the spelling i think i've misspelled some of these names in some of the graphics so please all of you hardcore researchers go easy on me um <laughs> syrians uh take take it away take the readings away let's hit it yes. Vibration of frequency 300, which is the level of a neutrality approaching willingness. Relationships 200, personal growth 400, which is high, uh, reason, high intellect. Creativity 300, again, uh, neutrality, but approaching willingness. Intuition 200, which is the level of courage. Uh, divine purpose is at 97%. Uh, personal purpose, 100%. Integrity, 97%. Compassion, 68%. Empathy, 89%.
energy purity 91% and they are uh, experiencing um, or they are having their experience between the third the fourth dimension and they are 88% in the fourth dimension okay so most, really most in the third dimension. got it got it and the, the Syrians just for those who don't know uh, they're, they're called Syrians um, and are also a group of humans from the Sirius star system whose culture is purported to be much older than ours and coming originally from Vega in the Lyra constellation. So this is the home of humanity by many people's reckoning. They've been around a lot longer than humans on earth and are in a very real sense our ancestors. So that's that's much of the backstory of the Syrians. And again, they, they are less vibrational frequency than the Anunnaki. Um, much better at relationship mm -hmm. and personal growth is way ahead of Anunnaki. Creativity is less than the Anunnaki. Mm -hmm. Intuition is a lot less at 200. The Anunnaki is at 500. Divine purpose, 97%. Personal purpose, 100%. So what would you attribute, Elena, Alejandro, the 97% divine purpose? Why are they running at 3% less divine purpose, for instance, than, than other like the Pleiadians, for instance? Well, it, we don't know the exact details of it. Uh, like, uh, we don't know our divine purpose <laughs> either. And we haven't done anything to try to discover it or reveal it. But uh, I will say that just uh, they are on the way to be in full alignment with their divine purpose, whatever that is, right? Whatever right. role they are uh, meant to play uh, from a divine state of uh, place. And yes. And their, their integrity at 97%. Compassion 68, empathy 89, all high, energy purity 91, which is really good news, which is a lot higher than humans mm -hmm. in, in terms of energy purity. And third and fourth dimension, so 88%, you've got that next to it. That that's okay, that's really interesting. Let's let's move to the Orions. And uh, I need to put a little footnote in here. I don't know what an Orion looks like, and I'm damned if I could find on the web what a Orion looks like. If anyone out there knows or has images of Orions, please do send them uh, to us. I'd be really grateful for any images at all. Um, I just picked a funky looking quasi humanoid alien ish creature there for the purposes of this graphic. Uh, but as you can see, their median frequency, soul frequency value is 50. Um, and uh, Elena and Alejandro will just give you a breakdown of the Orion's frequency set, and I'll give you a little rundown on who they are in a minute. Over to you guys. Okay, the Orion's, their overall vibrational frequency is 50, which is the frequency of apathy. And this is quite often, again, as we see, this frequency is all about manipulation, right? Relationships, they view through the lens of 20, which is uh, shame. Personal growth, 50. So how committed they're to personal growth? Not really, right? There's apathy involved. Creativity, 50. Intuition, 20. Their alignment with their divine purpose is 43%. So it also says when somebody is out of alignment or the group of beings are out of alignment, that means they're not 
being true to to their themselves, right? Personal purpose, 100% alignment. That means they're totally on their own agenda of manipulation. Integrity, they're 100% in their integrity means they're loyal to whatever their agenda is. Their compassion is at 14%. Their empathy is at 3%. So they have very, very low numbers there. And they reside between first and second dimension. And I see a couple of people are asking, what does it mean between first and second dimension? Why can't we see them? That it's not about seeing them, but it's the level of frequencies they're able to communicate and reach. So if you are vibrating at a frequency of 50, most likely you will be easily influenced by frequencies of Orions, right? Because they're, they will be a vibrational match to you. Mm -hmm. And that's what that means. This is how they're communicating. Okay, very interesting. Thank you. Um, so what we do know about them is that they are green. Um, some some references are purporting that they are fictional characters. Or, well, they are in Star Trek. We know that. Um, but we also know that Star Trek is very much a public notice and that um, it, 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 uh, it, it draws on um, factuality. Um, so the Orions, in the main, you, you would not want to kick around with the Orions running at vibrational frequency of 50, which is less than the COVID-19 bioweapon virus, just so you know. Um, relationships, relationships 20, seriously not healthy. Personal growth 50, creativity 50, intuition 20. Um, the only thing that they really excel at is personal purpose and integrity. So again, integrity 100%, personal purpose 100%, and all the other numbers are seriously bad. And that means when you talk about integrity, in this context, it means what? It means they're fully loyal to their own agenda, right? Their own belief system. So if their belief system is about manipulation, you can bet on it that they will follow through with whatever agenda they have. Okay. And it's at 3% empathy, 6% energy purity, first and second dimension. You want to stay away. Let's move on to the Pleiadians, um, many people's favorite um, star seed. You know, there's too much resource out there for me to allude to. Uh, the Pleiades themselves are known as the Seven Sisters and Messier 45, which is an open star cluster uh, containing middle-aged hot B-type stars, for those of you who are interested in the northwest of the constellation. Taurus is amongst the star clusters nearest to Earth. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, Barbara Marciniak um, with Bringers of the Dawn, did a great deal of teaching uh, on the Pleiadians, as many of you are going to know. Um, and many people today claim to be speaking uh, with them or channeling uh, the Pleiadians. And uh, generally speaking, uh, what, what issues through the Pleiadian um, complex is something incredibly um, empowering and uplifting and consequential. Um, so... It's going to be interesting to hear what their numbers are. Take it away, guys. Yes. Overall vibrational frequency of the Pleiadians is 700, which is that's where the uh, enlightenment uh, begins, a 700. Yeah, it goes all the way to 1,000 has been the maximum for the human experience. Uh, relationships is a 700 as well. Personal growth, 800. Creativity, 900. Intuition, 900. Divine purpose and personal purpose at 100% in alignment. Integrity, 
compassion 100%, mm. empathy 100%, and energy purity 100%. And they are reside between the ninth, 10th, and 11th dimension. Okay, which, um, how do we describe those dimensions? God only knows we are existing here. Humans are existing <laughs> between the third, fourth, and fifth dimensions, essentially. Mm -hmm. Humans today are, are moving more or less between the third, fourth, and fifth dimensions. So 1D describes singularity, 2D describes, you know, what 3D describes um, temporal temporality. Fourth dimension is the imagined realm, more into the more into the subtle uh, imaginary realms and realms of ideation. Would you would you would you agree with that more or less? I mean, everything builds on everything else, and mm -hmm. um, it's not a very linear way. We can't think of dimensions as linear, right. uh, but I would say that you know Pleiadians represent based on what Barbara Marciniak had talked about, and I read her book, uh, she talks about that they are the future versions of ourselves. So if there was anything to strive towards, that would be this, because there's enlightened beings that are fully in their compassion, uh, committed to personal growth. So they're just beautiful beings that yes. reside in those dimensions. And people who channel them actually are the ones that are in higher frequencies to be able to bring those frequencies down. Exactly. Okay. Okay, so in looking at the Pleiadians, we're looking at um, an incredibly benevolent, enlightened um, entities, 700 vibrational frequency, median frequency, which is um, getting on for three times that of uh, humanity. Relationship 700, just to repeat, um, divine purpose 100%, personal purpose 100%, integrity 100%, compassion 100%, empathy 100%, energy purity 100%, you would think you couldn't get more beautiful than the Pleiadians. And you'd be surprised, actually. So let's move. <laughs> let's let's move from the because we're going we're to jump back to them in a little while. But let's just move from the Pleiadians to some real nasties. Okay, let's go to the Zeta reticulum. And again, mm -hmm. don't don't give me a hard time over the spelling. No one yes. has been able to spell this yeah. correctly. So the Zeta reticulans, and I need to say that does describe a known um, binary star system in the southern constellation of reticulum from the southern hemisphere of our planet. The pair can be seen as a naked eye double star in very dark skies. So these are these are stars that um, that clearly are connected, you know, in some proximity to Earth with the seeding. Of, of humanity. So let's take a look at their, their numbers. Zira reticulum. Their overall vibration of frequency is 20, which is the level of shame. Mm. Relationships, one, that is uh, destruction. Personal growth, 20, again. Creativity, 20. Intuition, 10. Divine purpose and personal purpose, is at 100% in alignment, integrity 100%, compassion 2%, empathy 6%, 66, uh, 66% mm -hmm. I'm sorry, energy purity 3%, and they um, 
move through the dimensions uh, from first, second, third, and fourth. Okay, which tells us what? That, that they are... Um, very active beings. Yeah, and very much interactive with, with humankind, with right? Humankind, yes, exactly. And I would say they use their empathy to feel other people or humans, but yeah. they no compassion, 2% compassion. So this is how they communicate and they're tracked. So if, if human beings are vibrating in the fear mode, right, or low vibrational frequencies, you're actually attracting. This is what they're feeding off. They're feeding mm. off of the low vibe. Yes. Okay, that's so interesting. And they, they are running at, um, they're running at 66% empathy, which is, is what's impressive about them. But 3% yes. energy purity is a real alarm bell. That, that's a red alert. Mm -hmm. And 2% com compassion is like, turn away, run. Yeah. <laughs> run. Put, your, put your rollerblades on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and relationships, one. So people, relation, we're talking one out of a thousand here. Mm -hmm. And just, just to be clear about that, you know, the, the lowest reading that um, I think Elena and Alejandro ever took of any institution was um, was a circle. Isn't that correct? Moderna had the number one as well. Moderna. Okay, Moderna connected to the attempt now at the mass sacrifice of, of human, humanity through the vaccination program. Mm -hmm. Don't forget, Moderna, modification of endogenous RNA. And that is connected to alien technology and alien intervention. This goes back to... Uh, you know, paperclip and and blue beam, all of these nefarious agendas that occurred essentially in the Eisenhower um, era mm -hmm. uh, after humans really screwed up by splitting the atom. And, and that created, with depleted uranium, you're dealing with an isotope frequency value that is, oh, Elena, Alejandro, we've got to get you guys to do a reading on depleted uranium. One, you want to do a reading on uranium itself, mm -hmm. which many of the First Nation peoples around the world, the Aboriginals and Inuits, what they know about the uranium in the ground. They they they've got their tribal trust lands on the uranium. They know where it's deposited and they protect it. So there's something very powerful connected to uranium. Mm. But once you've unleashed it and it's depleted uranium, I think you're there into the diabolical, because that's the point at which when they split the atoms. In the 1930s and 40s with the pacific atoll uh, nuclear testing and they then did that in california and other parts of the world that was the real danger point because that seemed to to tear the fabric of temporal time space and then create an interdimensional flare or beacon which created permissions for the lower um uh, uh, elemental forms to come in uh, and and start to mess with us, and that was when we started to see all of these uh, uh, crashing UFO discs, Roswell, all of that. What we understand is the reason why those discs were crashing was because at the time we had radar, and radar was really crass bandwidth frequencies, and those craft that were coming in through the slipstream of the of the torn fabric of time space came into the inner atmosphere of the Earth. And once they tapped into radar with their spaceships and their, their, their flying saucers, they lost their navigation. They couldn't navigate. So they, that's why those disks were crashing all over the place, from Brazil to North America. Anyway, 
-hmm. It's an interesting uh, backstory there. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line being that Zeta reticulum is not a healthy um, element at all. You really don't want to uh, connect with these guys. Um, and I can tell you categorically that if you're standing in your Christed light, they would have absolutely no capacity to mess with you. There is no possible way they could intervene or interpose uh, with a an actualized human. That is clear. Mm -hmm. But is there anything you want to say before we move on to the Andromedans? Yes, yes. Well, they, yeah, they would not have direct access to you. But of course, if they want to mess with you, they will use other beings that yeah. are vibrating at or close the same or close to their vibrational frequency, and then throw them uh, on your path. And that will depend on where you stand how you react towards that situation. Right. Okay. okay, look, let's get on to the Andromedans. And I don't know if this is a very polite image that I've chosen for them, but um, we understand they look more or less like this. And as you can see, uh, soul median frequency of 475, which we're getting into the, the beautific here. So please, guys, give us the readings on our beloved neighbors in the galaxy. The Andromedans. Yes, Andromedans overall vibrational frequency is 475 and 400 frequency has to do with reason, mind. So they have brilliant minds. Relationships they view through the lens of 450, which is the frequency again of reason, mind. So re they relate to others through their uh, thinking, right? Through their ideas. Personal growth they view through the lens of peace, 600. Creativity, they're highly creative. They view creativity through the lens of love. Uh, let's see. And then the next one is relationships. Oh, we said relationships, right? No, we didn't. Oh, the, the slide went away. I was reading it from the slide. Are you talking to the aliens? Or <laughs> I'm talking to, I'm reading it. Okay, let's see. <laughs> I was reading it from the you slide. Follow this. Yeah. Okay. Integrity, they're 96% in their integrity. They are 100% aligned with their divine purpose and personal purpose. Their intuition is at 400, which is reason and an intellect. Their compassion is at 86% and their empathy is at 93%. And they reside between fourth and ninth dimension. So that means they're, they're able, for those people that are interested in channeling or connecting to these beings, you're able to connect to them, of course, anywhere if you reside between fourth and ninth dimension. And just on a side note, we've measured some human beings that are residing at currently between seventh and ninth dimension already. Yes, but make sure you know where you stand first before you try <laughs> to connect to other beings. Yes, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure, that's the key piece. Huh? Yes, I would suggest to yes. uh, first practice to connect to with your inner God before you connect to other beings. <laughs> yeah, yes. okay, well, look, what we know broadly speaking of the Andromedans, um, is that there are many types and races of Andromedans, many. Mm. Just there are many different beings in the Milky Way galaxy. Um, and, and many of them telepathically do uh, connect and communicate to humans. And that's all connected, obviously, to, to frequencies, phase coherence and, and conjugation that you have um, with these people. And even if you don't see them in a lucid state and interact, we're still connecting don't forget through the linguistic wave genetic phenomenon because we are all of us star seeds every single human being is a galactic hybrid 
-hmm. and some of us going back to the very first seedings, um, you know, hundreds of millions of, of years in, in, real, uh, in real terms. So it's the linguistic wave genetic that is also communicating um, from the Pleiades to the Earth plane. So the, 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 the degree to which you have a Pleiadian element within your own genetic or genome expression, you have that fractal antenna in your blood that is able to go into phase coherence with the Pleiades. And, and you will naturally be given over to the kinds of qualities um, that they that they embody. Um, so just again, touching on 475, they are now so they, they, they are lower frequency set than the Pleiadians, quite quite substantially. 250 um, points on the scale below, but they are over twice the strength in relationships. That was a point that Elena was making. And they are substantially more than the, uh, I'm sorry, not, not the Pleiadians, forgive me. That was, I was talking against the Syrians, forgive me. On the Pleiadians, um, they are, yeah, they are, they are less than the Pleiadians, actually in every, in every context. Is that correct? Every context. Yes. Yes. Okay. But from what I'm seeing of the readings I was doing the other day, they're about the third most benevolent um, species. That, that we're interacting with more or less, more or less. And we'll get to the others in a moment. We're just approaching a thousand uh, people in the room with us now, which is nice to see the numbers. Guys, I don't, you know, some of you will know I've been kicked off Facebook. My page is still going, but they just won't let me do anything. They're being really nasty. I think it's because I was trolling Elizabeth Warren and I was doing such a good job of it. I mean, I was, I was like, I felt like I was on a battlefield with a sword and I was just like taking down swathes of Democrats, you know. Anyway, they, they got onto my game and I've been I've been bumped off. So we're not able to stream on my my pages. So we're doing quite well with a thousand people in the room. It's better than I thought we'd get here. Uh, let's move on to the my favorites, my my all-time favorites. And I'm so I was so excited, Elena and Alejandro, when when last week, when you sent the readings through of the Arcturians, oh, these these ones are special, super, super special, like like blast your heart open, special. Let's let's talk about the Arcturians and why they are singularly the most magnificent of our galactic friends. Mm -hmm. Their overall vibration of frequency is nine hundred. Uh, relationships one thousand. Excellent. Personal growth, 800. Creativity, 900. Intuition, 900. Divine purpose and personal purpose are 100% in alignment. Integrity, 100%. Compassion, 100%. Empathy, 100%. Energy purity, 100%. And they they reside um, between the 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th dimension. Okay, and they are a group of consciousness extraterrestrials that are highly evolved and come from the blue planet orbiting the red giant star Arcturus in the Boots constellation, which is about um, 36 light years from our solar system, as I understand it. But what's remarkable about these numbers? 
I mean, everything, everything's remarkable about them. Yes. So, yeah, presumably, presumably, when you're looking at numbers like this, you're really talking about a species that is just one notch in the dial down from Godhead, from from pure divinity. It's almost like you've got you've got the atom seed of Creator Godhead, the the the, the principle of prior unity, and then you dial in one degree, bang, and these incredible creatures issue and they are almost certainly very much the quintessential genesis of humanity in my view in my view there's no no doubt about it and when you get to the readings in a moment i'm talking to the audience here when you get to the readings that elena and alejandro have done of humans and you see how incredible we are you understand the connection between the Arcturians and humanity when you see these incredible numbers. So again, have a look, guys. 900 soul frequency. Relationships, a thousand percent. That's like pure divinity. Personal growth, 800. Creativity, almost at the level of divinity. Intuition, same, same. Divine purpose, a hundred percent. Everything else, a hundred percent. And they are inhabiting, interposing on essentially 10th to the 16th dimensions. Um, one wonders, what are the buffer zones between the fifth dimension and the 10th dimension? Are you guys able to speak to any of that? I mean, what is the, what is the distinction between the, the fifth dimension and the 10th dimension? What are those other four dimensions that you're, you're dealing with there? Is it just to do with... Um, just to do with refinement of, of purity, refinement of, of, of quality, or is there anything discrete that we should be aware of uh, as a function of those different dimensions that you're aware of? I would say it's more based on the experience because we have found many uh, humans uh, alive, uh, living humans that um, vibrate at very high levels of, uh, of consciousness. consciousness, right? Yeah. So, uh, and they still have also their, their humanness uh, <laughs> moments, their human moments. So even though they have uh, high vibrational frequencies. So I would say it's all about the experience. Uh, we don't know the specifics, honestly. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say um, that it is uh, the, the pure energy being the, the determining factor, but it's more about the experience and, and okay. what, role, what role they're playing. Okay. Exactly. I want to jump back to the Andromedans very briefly because I just want to remind um, people looking in um, that the Andromedans are famously the ones who sent a message to us, uh, to humanity in, in recent years, which was this incredible nugget, which is that the pain that you feel is the love that you withhold. The pain that you feel is the love that you withhold. And for me, this has been one of the most important things I ever heard in my life. Really helped me to understand um, how to work through pain. When you recognize that, that the pain is only the degree to which you are not stepping fully into your own capacity to love. Because when you're standing fully in that capacity to love and be loved, there is no pain. You don't identify with pain. You cannot. You, you, you acknowledge and appreciate that all of those... Uh, those subtle dimensions of uh, the trial of separation are all beautiful little walking steps toward bliss, toward 
the ecstatic toward the euphoria. Yes. Um, so let's leave the Arcturians behind, which breaks my heart because I'm in love deeply with them. And let's let's move on to some slightly insidious energy with the Nordics. Um, many people are very taken in with the Nordic um, story and narratives. And I think there's a lot to be said about it. And I'll, I'll give my comments after Elaine and Alejandro have done the reading. So let's, let's have a look at them. Yeah. Yes, the Nordic overall vibrational frequency is 200, which is the frequency of courage. The relationships they view through the lens of 275, which is neutrality. Intuition, so they're highly intuitive. They have a peaceful relationship with their intuition. That means the intuition flows through them. They trust it and they take action based upon it, 650. Personal growth for them, they're committed to their personal growth at 500 frequency. Creativity is at the frequency of 55, which is apathy and manipulation aspect there. Now, their energy purity is at 63%. Their integrity is at 58%. Their alignment with their divine purpose is 98%. Alignment with personal purpose, 100%. Empathy is at 95% and compassion is at 88%. And they communicate and reside between fourth and seventh dimension. Okay, so soul frequency 200, which is less than humanity today. So guys, this tells us something. For me, this is so interesting. Huh? I mean, we we know we've had Nordic engagement with the military industrial complex. We know that subsequent to the Second World War. Um, we know that. And that, that engagement by best accounts still continues. Relationships 275, which is higher than than humans, um, frequency on relationship. But And the rest of it is, um, I mean, creativity is pretty, pretty dross, 55. Intuition, 650. How can you be so lacking in creativity but have such high intuition? That's the question. Yeah, I mean, it's how you want to apply, right? So creativity has to do with inspiration and action. So they might receive intuitive messages and they might be extremely intuitive, but what they do with that is a whole different story. So creativity has to do, in this case, with manipulation. So they might receive intuitive messages, but they're applying it in a manipulative way. Makes total sense, and which is why they went into phase coherence with the military, the United mm. States military at the Second World War. Mm. And it makes complete sense. Um, okay, great. Let, let's let's revisit this in, in a little while um, and move on to any people's biggest fascination with the alien starseed ET hoo-ha, which is the Draco reptilians. Um, I've spoken recently about my own story and I never thought I would ever live to see the day in my life when I would speak about it, but I did recently in a couple of interviews. One I did with Patricia Corey, who is the best-selling author, who's written many books about aliens and star seeds, and is an incredible human being and, and, and researcher and sensitive herself and, and channel. Uh, but I did uh, open up to her and also to Baptiste uh, recently um, about my own experience. So I have met one of these creatures. And this was in, I think, 1995 or 96. And, um, and it was, uh, for me, a, a turning point. 
and um, it, it was life or death situation. And it had been a some kind of trance medium had um, come to England to meet with me, insisting on meeting me. And uh, I hadn't known that this person was a channel, was a conduit. Uh, but uh, when, uh, as the meeting was underway, middle of the afternoon, beautiful sunny day and end of summer in London, in my garden flat, um, at one point this uh, woman went into, a, she was from Italy, she went into a trance. And I thought that she was going apoplectic. I thought she was having some kind of a fit because uh, we were just in a normal conversation. Mm. And uh, when I saw that she was in a catatonic state, um, I, I didn't know whether to laugh or, you know, at, at that moment, this creature manifested in full 3D right next to me. And it was huge. It was so tall it couldn't fit in the room we were in. It was crouching down and it was full 3D. You could see it, touch it, smell it. It was disgusting. And it looked a hell of a lot worse than this guy here. Mm. I mean, I, I picked this image because it, it looked similar. Uh, although I have to say the creature that I saw uh, that fractated into 3D was a lot more disgusting and terrifying looking than this. Um, bottom line is for me, as all of my friends and family know, I've never chewed a magic mushroom. I've never puffed marijuana in my life. I've never drunk alcohol. I don't do anything. I never did. So I'm Mr. Mr. Boring, Mr. Sobriety. Um, but that for me was a defining experience because when I threw myself into a concrete wall to try and escape it, because I couldn't get past it to the door, as I hit the wall, that's what knocked sense into me. And then I recognized something. And Alejandro and Elena, I think this might be interesting to you and to the audience. But, and this is the why I'm telling the story, because I'm, I'm not interested in the sensationalism. I'm interested in the mechanics of why these things happen and how do they impact and affect our evolutionary passage. And what do we learn? What do we take from these incredible stories that happen and things that happen? For me, as I hit the wall trying to run away from this creature, because I knew it was going to kill me. There was no question about it. It was there to kill. And as I hit the wall, it, it concussed me momentarily, but something happened inside of me. And I realized that there was no escape. And I realized that this was the perfect moment in time that I had to own this geometry in the living moment. And I did. Is that I think maybe the only courageous thing I've ever done in my life was to literally own the entirety and say, and in that owning it, for one quantum, I saw this creature just literally evaporate, disappear out of the hologram. The moment I recognized in a state of grace and love that that creature was the embodiment, the 3D manifest embodiment of the sum total of all of the unresolved aspects of my own soul journey going back millions, possibly billions of years. That was the revelation which I saw in a moment of absolute adrenalized clarity, pure clarity. And that seemed to be the thing that disarmed the creature. And that's why I've spoken so many times subsequent to that, which happened a long time ago, about the, the, the actualized element in the human being is untouchable, untouchable. Once you enter that clarity, that, that actualized state, the radiance, the Christed nature of the radiance that issues from the isotope frequencies in your own psychochemistry, in that moment, you are untouchable. You are, that's Daniel in the lion's den is a scientific phenomenon connected to psychochemistry. To those of you, those of us who know what I'm talking about, you know. 
you've crossed that Rubicon. A very important, I think, for all of us. So sorry for banging on about it. I just think it's such an important story. Let's talk about yes. the Draco reptilians and let's look at their frequencies. Yes, yes, and we all have our own tor torch. We just have to hold it and we can walk through any darkness. Yeah? Vibrational frequency for Draco reptilian is 25. Relationships, 50. Personal growth, 20. Creativity, 25. Intuition, 20. Divine purpose, 25%. Personal purpose, 99%. Integrity, 29%. Compassion, 5%. Empathy, 67%. Energy purity, 9%. And they move through uh, first, second, and third dimension. Okay, which tells us that they are very much a part of the interposition uh, of humanity, without any question of doubt. Um, many, many researchers and people who are more familiar with this abstruse subject than I am teach or say that uh, that the, they use the alien greys or that the reptilians are very advanced intellectually. Um, does that make sense with their numbers when we look at their numbers? Um, I mean, I'm not seeing incredible creativity. I'm not seeing great intuition. 25 and 20, appalling. Personal growth, 20, appalling. 50 relationships, wow. Vibrational frequency, 25. That's um, half halfway towards Bill Gates. I mean, this is a low. This is real galactic swamp life here. Yes, and their uh, empathy, their empathy at sixty-seven percent. That tells you that they can sniff someone uh, uh, that is experiencing fear or is bathing in and negative uh, emotions, right? And and uh, rather attached to them or, or impact them in a way that mm -hmm. they become their breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And uh, at with that uh, compassion at 5%, that means that they have no mercy whatsoever, right? They will devour you, energetically so speaking. So interesting. So I'm not going to go into this in great detail, but I can tell you I have met with um, members of royal households. And I say S plural because it's more than one. Um, and aristocracy, nobility like those uh, bloodlines, imperial bloodlines. And I've met with a number of the scions of those bloodlines. And I've met with people as high as crown prince level. And I have heard firsthand stories from people in those bloodlines, firsthand behind closed doors about their own interactions with these creatures at a given point in their lives were normally when they were in their late teens mm. Mm. and this kind of takeover scenario that occurred so i mean because the draco reptilian shape-shifting reptilian the 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 the, the chitauri as the as credo mutua and the sangomas of africa uh teach us that the sangomas of africa teach us the zulu a shaman teach about the chitauri and um, these creatures are very much involved in the abductions and the genetic manipulation of humanity. But I'm wondering, 
why would they be interested? I mean, Credo Mutwe himself, the great Sangoma who died very recently in Southern Africa, he was abducted in the 1950s, I think it was, uh, it, when he was walking through the Matopus Hills in Rhodesia, which was where I was born. It's where I grew up in the Matopus Hills, just near the gravestone in, uh, of, of uh, uh, Cecil John Rhodes. And he was abducted into an underground um, military silo with extraterrestrials and these Chitari, these uh, Draco reptilians. He went on to say that when he became a shaman, a Sangoma of the Zulu people, he had to go through a, a death and rebirth ritual that he says that all the great Sangomas have to go through. And listen to this. They have to go into an underground cave for, I think, three days. And they have to go and they get given this piece of an alien gray flesh. Apparently, they've got a, a, a stash of it, the Zulus. Mm -hmm. And you have to eat this, eat a piece of this flesh uh, Credo Mutwa described it as tasting like a, a dirty old British penny, a coin, a copper coin. Mm -hmm. And he said that was the taste, that metallic, uh, disgusting uh, taste. But he did chew the flesh, went into a, 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 a diabolical trance state for three days, a death and a rebirth, and then survived it. He was doing that with two other guys. I believe that uh, one of them died in that exercise. Maybe the two did, but certainly he survived it and went on to become the great Sangoma. So that's interesting. My, my grandmother is actually next to me, and she knew Credo Mutwa uh, very well. Uh, she's sitting watching the show. I introduced you to her earlier, uh, Elena. Um, okay, and that, that, that is, to me, so fascinating. That sounded, that sounded like an ayahuasca experience. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, not really. Ayahuasca doesn't, doesn't, you don't die and become discarnate and then enter your And you know what, guys, this is an inside joke because Elena and Alejandro have some very controversial readings on ayahuasca. I'm not going to blow it here, but mm -hmm. um, we, we are planning a show coming up fairly soon. And yes, we're going to do your favorite drugs. Okay, <laughs> from DM, DMP to crack to you know <laughs> marijuana alcohol um spirits like good good quality vintage red wine and also cheap nasty bootleg we're going to do those really <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to tell you tell you teach you teach ourselves exactly how dream spelled we become uh by taking different uh what you call plant medicines and whether or not they're applicable today any longer to us because i think elena i was shocked and alejandro i was shocked when you gave me the readings on ayahuasca and i'm, I'm going to keep the audience in suspense i'm not going to tell them but i was so shocked when you taught us that recently but i'm wondering is it different if you did a reading of ayahuasca 50 years ago or 200 years ago compared <laughs> to today or if you did a reading of ayahuasca as it relates to a peruvian shaman taking it or some jumped up um trust fund kid doing a you know a junkie trip to the Peruvian jungle to get a pill. <laughs> is there a difference there, do you think, with the vine, or is it a generic frequency? We will reveal that uh, in, in the uh, episode. <laughs> yeah, you're you're really practiced at this game. <laughs> That's fine. Okay, we're gonna move on, guys. We got 1,128 people with us. It's delightful to have you. Thanks for joining us, friends. I'm gonna read some of your comments now as Elena and Alejandro give you the alien greys, the most common ET 
let's not refer to no. this particular creature. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't want to. I don't want to be all like you do. Uh, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Let's go. Let's go. I am getting a pinch. Grace, overall vibration of frequency is five. Relationships, one, which is destruction again. Uh, personal growth, five. Creativity, five. Intuition, five. Divine purpose and personal purpose, 100%. Integrity, 100%. Compassion, 1%. Wow, this is definitely one of the lowest numbers we've read so far. Empathy, 79%. Energy purity, 4%. And they will say uh, move through dimensions 1, 2, and 3rd. Yes, very low vibration of frequency. One, two, and third. Okay, again, that's like the, the, the Draco reptilian. So that tells us that they probably are um, connected very much to the Dracos. Let's just do a little. Um, the, so the, Dracos, well, the Dracos are at 25%, uh, sorry, at 25 median reading. The Greys at five. So it could be that the Greys are, in fact, a servant class to the Dracos. Dracos relationships are 50 and the Greys are one. Again, these are, are genetically mutated creatures that are scarcely insold. We're talking about the, 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 the most limited capacity for any form of sentient pulse in them, from what I can see. Mm -hmm. Because when you're talking about one in relationship, I'm so, yes, one in relationship, and you're talking about 1% in compassion. 4% in energy purity, but their divine purpose, personal purpose, and integrity of purpose is all 100%. That is a servant class. That These are the buggers that do coring out of the anuses of cows and sheep all around the world. Millions and millions of livestock are found with the anuses cored out and the wombs extracted and the semen extracted. That's connected to the genetic material in the anus which is, is the, the right kind of genetic material to be working with if you're doing genetic modifications. And these are the creatures invariably sent to do the tasking. So when those insidious contracts were struck with the U.S. government and the other governments as well, I mean, let, let's just bundle the European gangster parent corporation governments and the Vatican in with this because that's where it comes from. I'm not banging the USA here. The USA has always been driven at that level by transnational European crown and Vatican interests, imperial Venetian and black nobility, who are themselves closely attuned to, oh, and we're going to be doing a show at some point. I haven't even told Alejandro and Elena. How's, how about that? <laughs> we're going to be doing a show on the black nobility, the Venetian nobility. We know who they are. And let's let's see if the internet withstands that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. So seventy nine percent empathy. The greys. So explain that again to me. How can they have seventy nine percent empathy, one percent compassion? What does that mean? And they, yeah. Well, they use empathy as their way to, as um, as a radar to to fine tune. To the frequency that they're looking for 
So that's their way of communicating and transmitting and receiving the information that they need in order to go after the target that they're seeking. Gotcha. Just yeah. One, one is sniff. One is sniff. <laughs> yeah, got it. Fudder says not to forget Kissinger in the comments. And you're absolutely right. Fudder, that's a strange name. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Don't forget Kissinger. Don't forget Kissinger because Henry Kissinger, that deviant old Kazarian mobster who's still alive, purported to be the great statesman. No, maybe he was a good human at some point in his past. One, I'm not sure. Have we done readings on Henry Kissinger? Not yet. No, no, we haven't. Oh, wow. So we've done George Soros, right? Yes. Okay. It'd be very interesting to see Brzezinski, George Bush Sr., and, um, and Henry Kissinger. And there's a few others of that epoch, like the Dulles brothers, Alan Dulles, for instance, the, found, the, the guys who founded the CIA. Hmm. Lyndon B. Johnson would be a really interesting one as well because the connection to the assassination of JFK, seminal to all of this. JFK was about to unleash the X-Files. He was about to also put the Federal Reserve into dissolution and obviously using Asian gold, issue a greenback and save the world from this Federal Reserve uh, gang banksters. But there was also another story, which was he was absolutely going to rip the lid off the military industrial complex, completely deconstruct it. And that would have meant, can you imagine in 1963, we were on the threshold of having all of that stuff of the 1930s and 40s and 50s, all those abductions would have ended all of that heinous millions and millions of people have been mutated, mutilated. They don't murder humans. They're not allowed to. Maybe they have done from time to time. I've not heard of any stories of humans being murdered by these deviants. But the compacts and the military um, intelligence treaties that were conducted with the Zeta Reticulans or the Dracos or whoever the hell they were compacting with um, certainly volunteered up tens of millions if not hundreds of millions of human beings now it's said that many human beings if not most are chipped and tagged anyway by any number of these controlling species connected mm -hmm. to those contracts and those covenants so that's mm -hmm. also i think part of the big story that we're going to be seeing i did say on robert david Steele's show nine months ago when he uh, just at the beginning of the COVID corona thing and he asked me straight up um, as, as a former CIA analyst, he said, "What's what are we come? What's happening with this this Corona thing?" And I said, "We no one can describe the the full nature of this fog of war that we're moving into, but guaranteed, what's coming out of it is global economic, social, and reform act, either for good or for ill, a, a reset of the global economy. That's the that's a prime imperative. It's a collapse, socio-economic, socio-ecological collapse." But also, I said, guaranteed, we will see full ET disclosure coming out of this. And that's just happened. So the Pentagon opened their files about four months ago and released those images of, US, of remarkable UFOs. So we know that they've come, are coming clean. But if you saw last week, the head of the Israeli space program, secret space, or the space program coming out and saying, yeah, Trump knows full well. We've been dealing with aliens for years. 
um, and there are compacts that exist and we're dealing with them today. So that was just the last few days. But watch it. Watch what's going to happen in the first quarter of next year, folks. It's really going to kick off. Look, that was really interesting, Alien Grace. Um, servant class to the reptilians, almost certainly. I think the readings you guys have just done have almost proven that. I know you didn't know this stuff. You didn't know that. Mm -hmm. right? But what you've done with these scalar readings is you've triangulated the, the, the likelihood, the, the probability that they actually are a servant class. And there's another story to this, is that these creatures are purported to be 27,000 years ahead of us and 45,000 years ahead of us on timelines. That in different, in different timelines, when humans depleted our own ozone and depleted our own capacitance for inducting and transducing light coding by artificialization of the genetic expression through all the kind of cock-ups that we see happening around us with glyphosates and all of the toxification of the of the air soil and water all of that stuff happening it's connected to the uh, genetic modification of humans then the artificialization of us as well into a kind of bio android um kind of creature if we continued um unchecked on certain timelines apparently this is what we end up as and that apparently these guys have come back through the rip in time space subsequent to us splitting the atom so there's a lot of really interesting narratives that these are humans fully depleted in the future mm. 20 27,045 different, different timelines in the future who've come back and are actively involved now as a servant class to the Dracos, wanting to retrieve as much genetic material from us as possible in order to try to reconvene and reconfigure the Jacob's Ladder for themselves to get mm -hmm. back to the source because they know that they've reached that depletion. They've almost zeroed out. They cannot sustain any longer. So that's an important piece just to give you here. Let's move on now to my dear friend, Simon Parks. Many of you watching the show will know Simon Parks, who is the British politician, former British politician, um, who um, claimed famously on daytime TV. I apologize for that. This particular graphic is, is eclipsing you, Elena. I don't know how to... Uh, make oh there we go boom I dragged and dropped so for me good I was so, a, you know, I Simon, Simon Parks claims to be sired by a mantis his mother was MI5 MI6 CIA and that's the family he grew up in and he's the world's authority on the mantis and I haven't brought him into this but I know he's going to enjoy watching the show probably take a stick to us as well for misrepresenting the <laughs> in some ways but let's find out. Tell us what you can see with the mantis. Yes, mantis overall vibrational frequency is 150, which is anger. They reside between mm. one, two, and third dimension. Their relationships they view through the lens of 25. Personal growth, 50. Their creativity is at 210, which is courage. Intuition, 100, which is fear. Uh, energy purity is at 13%. Integrity, 30%. They're 16% aligned with their divine purpose, 100% aligned with personal purpose. Their compassion is at 7% and their empathy is at 88%. Wow. Wow. Dimension. 
We did say dimensions, yeah. First, second, first, second, and third. Dimension, yeah. first, second, third. Luther uh, says that you momentarily became a mantis just now, uh, Elena, but uh, you've morphed back into a human, which is oh. good. <laughs> Thanks for <Thank> you. <laughs> so, so looking at the mantis on my fancy sheet, look what Deborah did for me. She she did that and stapled it together. That's sweet. Um, looking at the mantis, 150. So they are lower than humans way lower than humans in in relationship um way lower than humans in every single way actually am i right yes yes wow so the most redeeming feature about the mantis i have to say something nice to simon it's one of my dearest friends tell me some good news i can tell him uh they use their empathy <laughs> their empathy is at 88 percent. that's how they navigate by and read and communicate uh, their creativity probably is the highest number in the in the reading, 210, courage. 210. Yeah. Okay. And personal purpose, 100%, which is not... Yeah, that's their agenda, whatever their agenda. their integrity at 30% and compassion at 7. No. <clears throat> I wouldn't okay. say walk. I would say... Run. Put your royal <laughs> boots on. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> I can't climb in that. All right. There you go. Um, that's so interesting. I don't know. I always thought they're kind of cute. I mean, they look yeah. cute. Yes. I don't know. They don't look cute to me. Not cute enough to. <laughs> they freak me out. Entertain right. for too long. Yeah? Let's let's move on to the next. Guys, we're about to do the soul frequency <laughs> readings of the Galactic Federation. Check this out. <clears throat> Their overall vibrational frequency is 375, relationships 55, personal growth 450, creativity 250, intuition 55, divine purpose 50%, and personal purpose 93%, integrity 40%, Compassion, 50%. Empathy, 45%. Energy purity, 47%. And they move through dimensions three, fourth, and fifth. Okay, so I tell you... And sixth as well. And sixth, right, okay. I tell you what's so interesting here, in my view. Mm -hmm. If the Galactic Federation is supposed to represent the commonality of the galactic species then we ought to be able to get a computer buff or a, a mathematician to get the median values of all of the galactic signatures that we've done on all of these uh, aliens. And that should more or less work out to this. Wouldn't that be an interesting, uh, more or less, more or less. This is, if that's what we think it is, it's, it's, uh, we're told that it is. Yeah, we can, we can do it for the sake of the entertainment, but I, I don't know. But it's, it's possible. Yes, it is possible. Well, I tell you, at a glance, I'm pretty good at math, huh? And at a glance, I would say this is hitting a kind of median value mm -hmm. of conglomerate yeah. frequencies. I'm, I'm quite serious. That's mm -hmm. what we're thinking. Talk about empathy, 45%. Compassion, 50%. Integrity, 40%. Energy, purity, 47%. Divine purpose, 50%. Intuition, 55 
creativity 250 relationships well it's it's interesting really interesting so what is the takeaway what is your takeaway on the galactic federation obviously at 375 we're talking about a median frequency set that is higher than humanity so that's a good thing right well the, the, it depends the, on all the other numbers as well yes you have to look at the whole picture right so you can tie them and uh when it comes to relationships at 55 that's manipulation that is uh we'll pay attention to that uh, while well, you're establishing in rather a business or a personal relationship right right because, right or uh, channeling emotionally disconnected right or when you're channeling uh the galactic federation uh, as well you have to yeah. pay attention to your inner voice and how you feel uh and not you know to discern where they're coming from and what their agenda is at that moment right uh yeah. when it comes to intuition at 55 also they're yeah they're not that intuitive uh they are disconnected when it comes to that uh, they are not in alignment with their divine purpose at 50 percent which is i feel for humans is we feel that personal purpose is more important but i feel that okay. divine purpose uh looking at this chart should be the one to focus on more and okay. integrity and says it all too integrity at 40 percent that's a very low number right and compassion at 50 so it's kind of like uh uh be compassionate uh one out of two times right when interacting with humans so right really not the energy purity of 47 percent is also a, a, a red flag okay mm -hmm. yeah okay so the highest i mean personal growth 450 that's that makes sense if it's a galactic federation mm -hmm. it, it would be it would be a healthy that would be the, the the prime mover of a galactic federation would be to do with you know progressing evolutionarily you know right it, it means recent high intellect that means that they use their mind it's limited right? to mind, but it's not heart. It's not. It's not coming from a heart-centered uh, place, right? Or evolve. Everyone seeking to be in five D. It's not coming from a five D space. What yeah. We, what we think uh, okay. that entails, of course, right? Which is okay. also limited, but yeah. All right. Let's move on. So we've got. I'm talking to our audience here. We've got two more readings to do. Um, we decided to do the Atlantean humans. So Elena and Alejandro aimed their cosmic beam at Atlantis. Now, I need to ask you guys, was was your beam, let me drag this back again. There we go. There we go. Was, uh, was, was the yeah, <laughs> was, were, were you looking at Atlantis at the fall of Atlantis? Or were you looking at it during the heyday of Atlantis? During the heyday of Atlantis. Good. That really answers a big question that I had all day because I was worried. I was really worried that if if because these are good numbers and yeah. and to, to my mind these are good numbers that you that you're about to read and I was thinking Jesus if those were the good numbers at the end of days of Atlantis what that that was a big question mark over the creator you know. Let's, let's take it away and see what we see here. Mm -hmm. So overall, uh, the human Atlantean frequency was at 525, love. They viewed relationships through the lens of 450, which is reason, mind, intellect, 
personal growth, they view through the lens of joy, creativity, 540 joy, intuition, 525 love. Their alignment with their divine purpose, 57%. Alignment with uh, personal purpose, 100%. Their integrity was at 36%. Compassion at 84%. Empathy, 97%. Their energy purity was at 79%. And they were able to, to reside between fourth and ninth dimension. Or navigate through. Or navigate through. Right. Navigate through. Okay, so let's let's look at that. I, I, I don't know what that means. I mean, how, how did they get to Atlantean humans operated between the fourth dimension? So what, they were not 3D? What, what does that tell us, that they weren't? Well, we already have humans now that we're reading that are up to ninth dimension, even tenth. So it's, it's the way you're able to transcend your own frequencies, right? So there are many of them that were residing in these higher frequencies as a collective. Got but it. here's what, what I think played into their falling, falling of Atlantis, is their integrity was very low at 36%. Okay. Right? So, yeah, that, that's the most worrying bit, right? Yes. So mm. this, this actually tells us that this is the reason why Atlantis fell. And their alignment with the divine purpose mm -hmm. was 57%. So that was extremely Got low. It. So yeah. they, they were living and acting out of integrity as a collective, right? And out of alignment with the divine purpose, uh, their energy purity was at 79%. So I would say that their integrity and their misalignment with divine purpose was the reason that Atlantis fell. Okay, so interesting. And it's almost like, for me, it's almost like um, Icarus. Mm. It's like it's it's like the Atlantean took the humans to a kind of almost transcend transcendental space or transcendent space vector in in their evolution. Super creative, super high frequency, super you know everything except the the divine purpose, like you said, out of kilter there, something wrong there, um, something wrong in the integrity. And that was enough not to be able to reach the sun, but the 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 wax wings melted at that point yes mm -hmm. and, and I, then there's only one way to go mm. because it's almost like we'd almost reached the acme but sometimes you've got to go back and start again you just got to reboot if you want to get to the top of that hill you can't you might be 50 meters off the off the top of kilimanjaro but if you go that extra 50 meters you're going to die you've got to go back down to base camp you've got to spend two weeks there again acclimatize again and then do it so it's almost like something like that happened right mm -hmm. i mean yeah. based on what i felt and what of course the stories we hear or we've heard about atlantis is there to me the reason their integrity was so low is they were using genetic manipulation right okay they very were good godlike right they wanted to be godlike but that was totally out of alignment yes Right. And it seems like that we've, we've learned that lesson somehow. We're able to transcend from that platform. Uh, we're, I think we're given this opportunity right now as humanity yes. to rewrite the history and not repeat it. Okay. Beautiful. Love it. Okay. Speaking to our audience, um, we've got one more reading. And, you know, I, I've seen some of the comments and apologies. We didn't do... We didn't do Lyrans. We didn't do Alpha Centauri. We didn't do um, um, Atlantic Lemurians. There's so many more because the, you know, you, 
you look into it and there's so many more, but it, it could be that maybe we'll, we'll pick up and, and do a recap at some point. Um, cause I'm also increasingly now interested at triangulating these frequencies and learning. I mean, God, it's so exciting. It's like, we're the, we're the first kids that, yeah. You've got to start and play with these toys. You know, it's beautiful, man. It is. So the last readings we're doing, we've got 1,160-odd people with us in our little cozy room. Let's mm -hmm. look at Homo sapiens sapien. That's you and me, baby. <laughs> Let's look ourselves. Okay. Well, yeah. One thing I want to say, um, when Alejandro and I started doing these readings for the show a couple of weeks ago, we didn't know what we were going to encounter. When we read what we're about to reveal about humanity, both of us cried. It's so beautiful. And the message is so powerful, and I hope it inspires every single person that's listening um, because it's that powerful. Sorry about the thunder. Can you hear that? There you go. Yeah, yes. I've got thunder up ahead. I want you to meet my my beloved grandmama. <laughs> Hello, nice to meet you. You're live, darling. There's a th over a thousand people watching you, and I know you're gonna have you've got a huge fan base on Instagram. It's be Instagram sensation. Hello, Instagram <laughs> sensation. But, uh, she and she's she knows so much about the subject. At another point, I want to hook you guys in with her. But this this, this mama is 90 years old. Oh, oh wow. and and knows so much about the ET subject, which is why she's staying here because she really wanted to to listen in on this. Anyhow, oh, yes. I'll, I'll make I'll make the connection yes, duly. <laughs> so <laughs> let's now read mm. Homo sapiens. I'm sorry, I should have said Jillian, my beloved, right. my beloved grandmama, Jillian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do humans, guys. Exciting stuff. Yes. Vibration of frequency, uh, 230, which is the level of courage approaching neutrality. Relationships at 200, level of courage. Personal growth, 750. That's amazing. Uh, creativity at 700, also an amazing number. Intuition, 250. Divine purpose is at 94%. Personal purpose, 90%. Integrity, 75%. Compassion, 96%. Empathy, 100%. Mm. Energy purity, 64%. And we are navigating uh, through the dimensions, uh, the third, fourth, and fifth dimension at 16%. What does that mean, 16% again? So we wanted to know how much of, you know, humanity as a collective is in 5D because that's the conversation everyone is having at the moment. And 16% of the collective is in 5D. It's experiencing, experiencing what it is like 5D. to be in 5D, right? Oh, I love this. This is so beautiful. Okay. You know so what the most beautiful thing about this whole thing is we as humanity, if we look at the divine purpose, we are on purpose because we're at 94% alignment with the divine purpose. We are absolutely, absolutely committed to enlightenment, which mm -hmm. is magical. This is very different than Atlanteans. Yes, personal growth at 750, that's amazing. Amazing, creativity, we create from an enlightened perspective, which mm -hmm. is so beautiful. Our integrity is at 75% as, as a collective versus 36. So we already know we're not repeating the Atlantean 
uh, karmic cycle. We've transcended that. Mm -hmm. And more right? and more, more and more, we're recognizing uh, that we are creators, right? Yes. We have, yes, uh, true divine power within us. And, and we look can at, access it at any time. We are 100% empath and 96% in our compassion that is so beautiful it truly is beautiful and I, I i get why you why you burst into tears it's been a teary a teary week for me as well um mm -hmm. last couple of weeks um a hundred percent empathy who else shares that degree of empathy the arcturians and the pleiadians yes so only humans <laughs> pleiadians and arcturians are on the same level in empathy and that is why our genetic makeup our genetic material is so powerful and such a prize such a galactic prize 64 percent energy purity we're on a par with the nordics just above the nordics um which is interesting um compassion 96 percent wow so only exceeded by the arcturians and the pleiadians again Compassion and empathy. That's our game. That's our gig. Mm -hmm. That's what makes us special. Which yeah. is why when that motherfucker government, excuse my language, <laughs> tells, tells you not to hug friends and family and neighbors. Tell the government to go and fuck itself. You <laughs> love people. You hug people. Tear those masks off. This is why these deviants are trying to stop us from that innate intrinsic capacity to love and be loved. Our empathy and our compassion is the thing that is flaring. That's the thing that's flaming the heart of Tara of this precious planet. Mm -hmm. Don't be told otherwise by a, a public health administrator or by anyone ever. So 230 is our median value. Uh, lower than the Anunnaki, um, higher than the Nordics, less than the median value of the Galactic Federation interesting um relationships 200 which is the same as the syrian race from sirius b which is our binary star exactly the same makes sense and 750 at personal growth we are only exceeded by the arcturians and the pleiadians again in personal growth we're at the top of the tree humans 700 on creativity again only exceeded by the arcturians and the pleiadians we are the prize we're the prize <laughs> 250 intuition um yeah we all know we could do a hell of a lot better <laughs> you know you know what i put that down to the fact that we're so sweet that we have so much empathy and so much compassion we're so believing this is why governments can pull us by the nose. This is why religions and Babylonian priests and all these deviant elements can come in and the serpent can come into the garden and yes. because of that beautiful capacity. Yeah. Yes. And intuition has a lot to do with uh, the level of trust, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So we have to trust ourselves a lot more of what we're capable of achieving and doing and accessing. Right. 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 And so I'm just going to. See, I carry on, carry on, carry on. Yeah, that will help us to uh, experience a greater feeling of whatever feeling we're experiencing at the moment, going from the level of courage at 2.30 uh, and, and rise higher, you know, the more we trust. Yeah. Yes. 
the issue will be um, somebody's just written empath slash narcissist i don't know what that means that i don't know whether that's an insult or an interesting idea but, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll ignore it um i'm just okay reading some comments guys because we're about to wrap this this little show up but if there's any particularly insightful or brilliant questions um we may well yes everyone's a fan of elena i know she's the most beautiful woman alive we all know that <laughs> <Yeah>. okay <laughs> where does that leave us alejandro you know oh. <laughs> um carla says we all need to be told we're loved we matter and everything is going to be okay i think that's that about says it carla i agree with that yes but simple keep it pretty keep it beautiful always always um okay guys um i'm not seeing any genius question no you're not impressing me none of you uh -uh. no <laughs> okay look no the world is not going to hell in a handbasket who said that how dare you certainly not if there's one thing we've learned is that we're not going to hell in a handbasket i will not i will not permit that not on my watch no it's all good it's all good what I'm fascinated by is the fact that we are um, moving toward the end of the long count Sulkin. We have got 10 days and we hit flatline. 21st of December 2020 is the true end of time, according to the long count Sulkin of the Mayan tradition. In a sense, the 2012 2013 crossover was a very important crossing. Uh, it was the um, the shadow element, the, the, the pre-shadow of the, the real event horizon, which kicks in in a few days' time. If any of us are wondering why the world is going through this incredible psychocultural, psychopolitical, um, and psycho-emotional um, conundrum, flux, inversion, uh, with all of the archetypes um, that have um, afflicted our um psycho emotionality have all been falling in in recent days and weeks i mean look no further than obviously the political playground in north america again to repeat um, ourselves black has become white white has become black up has become down left has become right good has become bad and thievery cheating lying deception grand deception the likes of which we've never seen in this world before in a sense if you apply terence mckenna's time wave zero to this and if you don't know what that is check it out time wave zero terence mckenna learn about it anyone who wants to know about how to mathematically navigate the compression and decompression of the archetypes especially the time signatures we've lived through all of us because one thing is for sure, and that is that the 7.5 odd billion souls on earth today equates to all the souls that have ever incarnated on this plane, all being here to witness the great crossing, the great crossing, because that's upon us. And we can also be sure that our Palladian, Arcturian, Andromedan, even Zeta Reticulate, Draco Reptilian, all of these different elements and aspects to our own genetic expression are all in a state of breathless abeyance right now. Everyone is watching us. Everyone.
that is a fact. I could go into that at great length. I could show evidences and build up that narrative. I'm not going to. I'm going to trust the audience here and your instinct and your sense of knowing because that's what brings this tribe together. But we are the eye of the proverbial storm. It's upon us. It's happening. It's beautiful. It's needful. It's consequential. It is what creates relevancy for us as a species is to be alert and bear witness in the living now of what's happening. This is where that camel is threaded through the eye of a needle. And you know the trick? I worked it out. It's taken me decades to work that one out. I hold the needle. I become actualized. And I pull the needle toward my eye. And I see the camel pass through the eye of the needle. It's all connected to the state of grace, the state of witness. That's what we're being called to do. It's what we're being called to be. Elena, Alejandro, love you guys madly. And so excited about the journey. And I, I, plan to, I plan to go so much further into this with you. And I know I know our audience is joining us. Even more people are coming on. You're late. We're finished. <laughs> Over. <laughs> Let's just throw this out quickly. We did last time have a tease and ask if you wanted us to do, um, well, Saints and Sinners. Of course, we did that. That went well. We've just done Aliens and Star Seeds. And I'm going to throw it out to the audience. Um, any other... Any other shows you want to see, I'm going to put it to my beloved friends and uh, and we'll look to to do it. We're, we're going to be looking at, Debbie, help me out here. It's Christmas next week. So. It's Christmas next week. We don't do Christmas, Debs. I know, but we're doing the show. Oh, we are doing the show. Yeah, hopefully. Not next week. Is it next week? We're yeah. doing a show next week? No, no. Two weeks. Two weeks time. Two weeks. Okay. In two weeks time, it's Christmas time. Are we doing a Christmas day show? Should we do it? Let's do it. Great. Why okay. Not? We're going to be doing the, you're going to love this. We're going to be doing the frequency set of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> Father Christmas, who I can tell you is a dirty old pedophile. So stay away, kids. Okay. <laughs> now we need to work out what that show is going to be. So if anyone has any ideas, just throw ideas at us. But we do have pretty funky ideas ourselves. Um, Elena, Alejandro, what, what, what's your sense of what we should be doing next week? Should we do the planets and the solar system? Yes. That's a great idea. Yes. yes, yes, because we're moving into this new reset, right? So I think planet would be great. Let's do it. Great. So can we do constellations as well? Because if we're talking about the inner solar system, we know there's a, 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 a finite number of planets we can look at. We have to add Chiron to that. It's really important. Yes. The most recently discovered one. But I think Chiron is essential. And I also I think we should also do the Pleiadian constellation the Orion constellation, the Syrian constellation. I'd love to see how those primary constellations in our in our immediate um, galactic neighborhood also correspond to Jupiter and Saturn and Pluto, Mars, and the moon. My pet peeve mm -hmm. is the moon. I call it the, the bitch moon. Anyhow, um, <laughs> Alejandro, Elena, any last comments from you? Or you all dried up? No, I, I just want to say that as hopefully today, the, the last... A message to take is as humanity we're here to work through a lot of things but to know that we're fully aligned we're moving into enlightenment and take full responsibility of everything that is happening with you at the moment because whatever work you do on yourself you're truly contributing to the entire collective you guys come and thank you for being the incredible participant in, in this journey yes <laughs> say goodbye to my crew i'm going to turn 
camera around. So this is our studio. There's Sovereign. <laughs> Thanks, Sovereign, for producing. Thanks, Debbie, for co-producing. Thank you, Jillian. Bye. Mama, thanks for coming. Okay, guys. So from me, love you all, and thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you in two weeks' time. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Bye.